I was asked to speak tonight in the girls' school, who was having a, uh, the high school, they were having a, a chalabake, and uh, it was themed on Shabbos, so I was asked to speak. So I, I asked the girls, there were about 100, 130 girls there, I asked them, can you tell me, in your opinion, what are the three biggest challenges that our generation, and when I said our generation, I said I mean really your generation, struggles with? What are the biggest struggles that we face today? Uh, I had three in mind, but they, they, were, they pr- happily participated and put forth many, many different things. Uh, my mind, one of the top ones would be technology. Uh, the second thing I said, and they said all of them, and they added more. Uh, the second thing I thought was the self-worth. People have um, difficulty appreciating their own self-worth, their self-esteem, and as a result it leads to being unhappy, depressed, anxiety, and from there it leads people to be unhappy with their religion, with Judaism, and from there it leads to addiction and to, as things progress further down that road. And the third thing is values. Our values are constantly being challenged day in and day out. Uh, there's, you know, every speech you hear, everything you read, everything you see on the media, they challenge values of religion, not even Judaism, but just every religion, or having religion, they challenge, they, they challenge marriage, they challenge having a family, they challenge having children, all our values that are so dear to us and dear to every Torah Jew are constantly being challenged, eroded, and it takes away people's conviction and confidence on the importance of those values. I think those are three things that we can say our generation struggles with a lot. And technology is a dual kind of struggle. There's one aspect of it takes away focus and it takes our mind away from focusing on important things, giving time, being present. And it also provides a temptation in ways that was never available historically. It makes a constant struggle. A person has to decide, will I look, won't I look? Uh, will I listen, won't I listen? Will I, will I do this or not do this? It's a constant struggle with temptation in lying in our pockets or on our screens. And you can say that technically this really falls basically under the three Gimel Chamuris, which are Avedizara, Gila, Arayas, and Shrikh Damim, meaning Avedizara is the lack of values, Jewish values, when you throw it away for another religion, so to speak, or lack of religion. Uh, Gila, Arayas is giving in to temptation. And uh, Shrikh Damim is the lack of esteem for a human being. Both the pers- our per- we have our issues with personal lack of self-esteem, and as we see in the cancel culture, that leads to lack of esteem for anybody, uh, for and, and a lack of respect and a lack of, of of basic human decency in that area. So what I was talking about was what is the solution to all this, right? Where what 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 solution did the Torah give us to address these issues? And what I was the theme of the event, which was what I was talking about, is that Shabbos really is the solution for all these three of these issues. Now, it's a very easy solution for technology, because hopefully our technology is all turned off on Shabbos. Um, The question is, do we take a minute on Shabbos to appreciate the fact that our phones are off, our computers are off, uh, we have peace of mind, we can be present, we aren't disturbed, distracted, we aren't pulled to different directions, even important ones, it just doesn't happen. Or do we also appreciate the fact that our energy isn't being sapped by the constant struggle? Should I? Shouldn't I? Should I put away my phone? Shouldn't I put my phone? Should I be doing this? Shouldn't I be doing this? Those things drain energy. And on Shabbos, you don't have that energy drain. 
So that's something to take a minute on Shabbos and appreciate, and that'll give us the energy to 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 to, to fight it during the week and to, to truly be able to deal with this struggle during the week. Shabbos also obviously is a time when we appreciate our values. We sit with our family, we sit with our, our spouse, we appreciate what there is about Yiddishkeit, why, what is so beautiful about Yiddishkeit. Shabbos gives us all those, all those wonderful things. There was, um, there, there, there's, it, it doesn't only do that, it also gives us a tremendous feeling of self-esteem if we truly appreciate what Shabbos is all about. Uh, which is that you know we are shutfim with our Kaddish Baruch Hu, right? We we are partners with the Kaddish Baruch Hu in the creation of the world or in the continued existence of the world. It's only because we're here that it's here. The there's a fellow in in um, Philadelphia, you probably know who he is Adam Lin Shmuel Lin. He's called now. He's a principal there. He used to go by Adam Lin. He was uh, about tshuva in L.A. Uh, he he used to eat in my father-in-law's house when my wife was little, and he sent us this video. He's talking about a story when he was in just learning, you know, starting to become from. And he he walked into my father-in-law's shul, and there was a bar mitzvah that week, and he heard the bar mitzvah boiler and his parsha so beautifully. And after davening, people came from other shuls to wish mazel tov. He sees a fellow walks in, and he's wearing a uh, strimal, a package, a beautiful long package I'd never seen it in his life, like blue stripes on it, and and this big sash, you know, a big uh, gartel on it. And he said he looked like King Midas, you know, he just had this regal look, and he figured this must be the rabbi of the community, like the one in charge of all the other rabbis. So he asked the guy next to him, and he said, who, who is that? So the guy turns, who? He said, you know, the fellow wearing the, you know, the, that, that thing. So he said, oh, he, he's the pizza guy. <laughs> uh, and he is. That's uh, Rabbi Ullman. He's, he runs pizza. There's a whole a whole there. A lot of people wearing bekashes. Uh, so he's a pizza guy. He said, and he thought at the time he was flabbergasted. He said, "Wow, these guys are delusional. You know, he's a pizza guy, and he's running around with this like, all dressed up like that." I said, until you know, he became more from, and he came to the realization that no, 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 it's a mistake. All Jews are kings on Shabbos and should dress as such, and it should should think so, think as such. And in in that way, Shabbos is really a great opportunity for us to find that in ourselves, to find the strength to fight these fights. And uh, Nesiva Shalom says, he writes, he says that, uh, I'll quote his language because it's very possible, very powerful. He says, The main power, the main fight that Yetzirah fights is to get take Shabbos away from us. When we have Shabbos, that in Shabbos, a Jew could elevate himself, and connect to Hashem. If he allows it to pass by in sleep, uh, literally or figuratively, that's Yiddish, and we let, we let Shabbos get you know, slept through. You've given yourself into the hands of the Yetzirah all week. You've, get, you, you've handed him the keys. If you don't, you don't utilize Shabbos for the sake of creating something for yourself for the whole week, you're losing an opportunity. So he understands as well that our only hope of fighting any Yetzirah, and the Yetzirah, if each generation in its permutations, it has to start with Shabbos. And Shabbos is the solution. It has it in there. And um, just to tie it into Hanukkah, the one thing we see is that on Hanukkah, one of the decrees that Chazal tell us was that they made Xerah, they should not keep Shabbos. Now, historically speaking, if you look in Sefer Nehemiah, 
which is the beginning of the second base of Mikdash, Jews struggled with Shabbos. They struggled with Shabbos. And uh, the whole reason why we have Muktzah, that everything you know about Muktzah, was instituted by Nehemiah at that time in response to the fact that Jews were struggling with Shabbos. They were struggling not with doing diuresis, they weren't squeezing fruit on Shabbos. What they were doing was business. They were doing business on Shabbos. Now, business is not Asur Minhatira, it's an Isra Drabanan that had been started by Yeshaya Navi. Uh, it's a Dabra Dabra, you're not allowed to do business on Shabbos. And they were, they were doing business on Shabbos. And he screamed about it and he rebuked them and he instituted something additional, which if you think about it, Almost our whole picture of Shabbos is because of Muktzah, right? Every child, he says, oh, you can't do that, it's Muktzah, right? That's the way we describe Shabbos, and we feel Shabbos is Muktzah. So he gave Shabbos a whole new feel in order to inspire people. And doubtless, if that was a struggle in the beginning of the, Harbin, of the building, building of Second Mitzvah, it continued to be a struggle. And as a result, they decreed against it because that's always the way it is. The Yitzhahara, that's where he puts his efforts and where the struggle is. So the struggle is about Shabbos. There was a decree against Shabbos. And Matasyahu, who made a war, made a war so that he can reinstall install Shabbos. He can bring it back. So it's a very powerful message that always, throughout history, the fight is about Shabbos, one way or another. So the greatest struggle are all our struggles, but the biggest, tr- the true struggle the Yitzhahara is, he tries to pull out the rug from under our feet and not allow us to get the power and motivation and inspiration we need to fight against him. And that inspiration we can have, and if we, if we put our minds to it, we can get on Shabbos. Have a wonderful, a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.